The name's Bond. James Bond. You're a wizard, Harry. I drink your milkshake. You can't handle the truth. You gotta tear me apart, Lisa. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Movie Mafia Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Chow. We're joined here again today, Max, Lauren. Unfortunately, Carter and Gabby can't be here, that's okay. But we, we still got part of the group here, and we still got an amazing episode for you guys today. Alright, how have you guys been doing? What is going on? What are you guys up to? Um, well, my gallery show opens Sunday, um, August 1st. Opening receptions at 4 to 6 p.m. here in Philly. You, you heard the lady August 1st, 4 to 6. Yeah, if you're in Philly, come to my gallery show. Um, if not, you'll be able to like check it out online as well. And then I think there are like six days left on my Kickstarter if you want to pre-order my book. The book does go along with the show. Um, link in bio at Lauren Frank Design on Instagram. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, with, with that being said, you know, you guys, everyone's going to be disappointed. You know, my background is normally Cabin in the Woods here, Dexter over here, Back to the Future up here. Unfortunately, I'm going to be moving out of this apartment about probably next week, um, next weekend. So I'm not sure if I'll have one more episode here or not. Probably not. But um, yeah, man, it, it's going to be it's going to be all stripped down, all gone. And uh, you guys mm -hmm. are going to see a whole new space behind me um other than this yeah. somewhere i'm not sure where that space will be tbd but it's mm -hmm. going to be it's going to be new oh. and you can damn well be sure it'll be filled with posters <laughs> yeah. uh, i can't wait to see what you got behind you awesome yeah me too but um with that being said i do want to jump right into the episode here because we do have a little bit to talk about we are going to make this a little bit shorter for an episode than normal you know but that's okay so um with that being said let, let's jump right into it. So, Max, I know that you saw the most, the latest episode of Bad Batch. Uh, unfortunately, I did not get a chance to see it. We normally have – it's no, normally me, you, and Carter who have a chance to see it. And since he's not here, you're going to have to be flying solo on this one. But we talked yeah. about, you know, there's a lot of storylines that were really getting to a good place in episode 12. And I personally was really excited for 13. So, you know, how did you feel like this episode measured up? If you – Actually, I'm going to go non-spoiler with this episode because Jacob hasn't seen it, and I'm not here to spoil anything. But it has nothing to do with the main story. So if you were – I was kind of hoping the same thing as you were. The way they built up the last five minutes of last week's episode, it felt like they were building to, like, a four-episode finale arc of the show. And that's just not what happens. It's a very filler episode of the Bad Batch are going back to Sid this episode. And Sid has actually been taken over by – the Pikes in the area, the Pikes are from Clone Wars, and they need to basically get Sid back in her original position. That's the episode. That's the premise of the episode. So it has nothing to do with Crosshair. I don't think it's, yeah, Crosshair's not even in the episode. Um, so if you wanted a main story, this is not the episode. I was actually kind of shocked that we just went, that we're still doing the Sid stuff, because I thought once they paid off Sid's death, they would be done with Sid, but Sid is still, uh, they're still doing jobs for Sid, and um, the, the, the relationship between Sid and Omega is easily the best part of this episode. And Wrecker was my favorite part of this episode. But when you look at it from a story point of view, it's not that exciting. And actually pretty disappointing coming off of last week. So 
not one of my favorite episodes whatsoever. I'm still excited, and it's still a watchable episode, but it's definitely one of the more filler-based episodes of the show thus far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, Bad Batch so far has been a really great show, but there has been a little bit too many filler episodes for my taste. I mean, I know that's just that's yeah. just how it is. That's how it kind of goes with, like, long form. I mean, I, can you remind me how many episodes are uh, going to be coming out for this entire season? 16. 16. So we're, so we're at 13, so we're right there. 16 is a, a little bit more than most shows, which typically tend to be around the 10 to 13 range. And you, if yeah. you've seen the Disney Plus, um, you know, the Marvel shows have been, you know, around 6, 8, you know, stuff like that. So this is a little bit, a lot longer than those, um, but it's also a pretty short, so I guess it goes hand in hand. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I know, I actually know a lot of people who are waiting for Bad Batch to completely finish before they even start watching it. I know people that hmm. aren't even interested in watching shows until they're completely done because I don't want to have to wait. So I, I do I do like the model of waiting episode to episode, uh, week to week. You know, I think works in shows like WandaVision. I thought it made it, like, spectacular. But I think um, in other shows, I would prefer they just released all the episodes. I, I think it kind of goes back and totally. forth for me. But um, regardless, I'm super excited to watch this episode. Uh, even though you said it's a little bit of a filler episode, you know, I still think Definitely. even the filler episodes, I mean, the, the characters have been established so well already that I, yeah. you know, as long as I'm getting some sort of development for them or seeing them on screen, you know, I, um, I enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, with that being said, I do want to also touch on, we do we have a bunch of little TV show reviews and episode updates and reviews that I want to talk about. So unfortunately, Gabby's not here to talk about Gossip Girl with me <laughs> because oh, well. it is, it is my entire life. Lauren, you got to get on the Gossip Girl train with me. Max and Carter, I've jumped off. They were never even on it. They're trying to actively shoot down the train. And because of the way you talked about it last week, really didn't sell it either. That's true. But, but, but I mean, Lauren, you got to help me out here. I need another, I need another supporter on my side to fight back against them. I don't know. There's so many other things to watch. But nothing yeah. as good as Gossip Girl. All right. So last I episode. Know. Why don't you yeah. buy my book and then maybe I'll have to. Wow. 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 on the table. You see that guys? That is called blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the term bartering. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. Then you get you get a good nice book to read and I'll have a show to watch. That's true, everybody wins. <laughs> but I'll also settle for your Hulu password. Okay. Well maybe we can talk about that. We can talk about that. <laughs> but um but actually so I know what Max was saying. I, I, I kinda didn't give the show the best review ever in the first two episodes. Because honestly, it wasn't really surprising me. I love the original Gossip Girl, but so far it's been a little bit underwhelming. Um for the first two episodes. Which I understand. You're trying the show's trying to get into its own rhythm. I mean it has to develop its characters, it has to develop its world and, and you know, start going from there. This episode three is easily the best episode so far. There's a lot of information online where the creators and other people close to the um close to the development of the show have said that after starting with episode four and there on out is when the show really starts to hit its rhythm. This episode is episode three. So that just came out this past Thursday. So, um, so far it's starting to get much, much better. One of the characters that's been talked about is Max actually, ironically of the same name. He is a complete player. He, he's a total jerk. He is, um, the two, two of the characters, two of the main characters that are in a relationship, Audrey and Aki 
are both in a long-term relationship, and both of them are cheating on each other with Max. But they both don't know that they are. So Aki is is, sleep, is fooling around, I should say, with his gay best, well, bisexual best friend, Max. And then Audrey, <laughs> and Audrey is, is, is uh, hooked up with Max, who's her boyfriend's best friend. So it's, it's a whole thing. That's just one subplot. But, but so that, that subplot was starting to get very, that started in the first episode. It was very confusing. And I thought it was seemed like a useless drama because we didn't really know anything about any of the characters. None of them have gotten the deep dive. Um, but this episode, we did a much, much deeper dive on Max. We got to see a lot about his background. His, he has, uh, he's an adopted child. Um, and both, he has two gay fathers. So that is where his background is. Neither where his family comes from. And you start, you start to see more about him. You start to see more about his family life. There's issues in his family. They show that. I thought this was by far the best episode that they've had. And Max, as an actor, blew it out of the ballpark. It was incredible, his acting performance this episode. Much, much better than kind of stale, lame performances from other actors in the previous two episodes. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited to see. Obviously, most shows get better as they go on, um, typically. Especially when they when they just are first starting out, and um, you know it seems to be the, the same type of thing with this, even though it's, it's a reboot of sorts. So other than that, you know, general drama is always you know done well. Um, this what's I'm a lot different. I said this before. What's a lot different about this series is that the original Gossip Girl, you did not figure out who Gossip Girl was until the finale episode, season six, episode ten. Of, of, of the show in this episode in this show you figure out who gossip girl is in the first episode so it's just a very different parallel it's it's a lot different um for me as a gossip girl fan i'm used to part of the drama is who is gossip girl but knowing who the the poster is all along kind of takes away from that a little bit for me so i don't know it's still it's still good it's just not what i'm used to i should say so overall um, the show is definitely getting better. If you were a fan of the original, definitely watch this. If you never watched the original and you're considering watching one or the other, definitely watch the original because it's – I'm so far I like it more since there's only three episodes out of this. But this isn't bad either. This is going to be a little bit confusing if you've never watched the original. I mean, not – it's not incredibly confusing. It's just like they talk about stuff from the previous shows. Uh, the previous show, so it's a little bit like you're not going to understand those references. But episode to episode, you, you know, you'll get the general uh, gist of what's going on. But but yeah, so I mean, I overall I do recommend it, um, and and hopefully it starts getting better each episode. But yeah, um, with that being said, <clears throat> I know that me and Max were able to watch Space Jam over the, the past week. Um, I think last episode at that time, Carter was the only one who had watched it. And he yeah. said that he didn't like it. If I remember correctly, he said he didn't like the, the show or the movie very much. He thought it was kind of lame. It was kind of bland. It, it didn't really uh, give you anything he expected. Everything was very uh, obvious. Uh-huh. And um, so I kind of went into it with a little bit of a negative attitude. And honestly, I loved it. I thought I thought it was it was like I wasn't expecting much. I mean, it's you know pretty much a kid's show. But I was expecting something fun and something entertaining and, and you know, enjoyable. And I it blew out of the ballpark for me. I loved it. Um, I am – I so I saw – that day I saw it in theaters. 
Um, I know that Carter and you both saw it on HBO Max. Um, I saw it in theaters. I was, oh, you saw it in theaters too? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, awesome, because I think that's just, I just prefer watching stuff in theaters anyway. If you can't, definitely do so safely. Um, I think this is one of the worst movies of the entire year, in my wow. opinion. I really did not like this movie. Um, it's in my bottom five of the year. I really, wow. it's not what, and Carter kept saying, like, it's one of the worst movies he's ever seen. It's not like that. But I really did not like this movie, and I'm a big, I'm like the biggest LeBron James person, my favorite athlete. Um, he is not a good actor, and the movie at times needs him to do some monologues. Like he literally does a speech to his son in the last 15 minutes of the movie, and it's awful. I mean, it's awful. And um, other than Don Cheadle knowing exactly what movie he's in, playing Al G, which is the algorithm of Warner Brothers, the movie, in my opinion. Is just a two-hour HBO Max commercial where we're going through all of the different Warner Brothers properties like Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Mad Max, Matrix, all this stuff and stuff. But it doesn't just feel like Space Jam because the Looney Tunes don't have enough to do in the movie. Like, I just, I just, it's not a good movie in my opinion. The story, LeBron is a jerk to his son in the first what? act of the movie. And you're kind of rooting for Don Cheadle. As, I was rooting for Don Cheadle's character when he was talking to LeBron's kid because LeBron's kid is, is this gamer guy. Like, he wants to build games, and LeBron wants him to play basketball, which is just a great great, like, threat in the movie, but I just it should have been, I did like the CGI where they changed the Looney Tunes animation in the last basketball scene. I didn't. I did not like it. It wasn't, again, it, I just did not like this movie at all. I, I felt bad because I think they were it was weird. It was conflicting, in my opinion. I feel like the studio wanted a Warner Brother, like a Warner Brothers Ralph Breaks the Internet, like Disney had. And I really liked Ralph Breaks the Internet. I know a lot of people don't. I really liked Ralph Breaks the Internet, and I thought they handled their properties well, where it wasn't too distracting of the actual story going on. And this, and this is so distracting, especially the basketball scene where there's like Warner Brothers people dressed up as characters at the basketball game. It, it just became too distracting. But my theater enjoyed it. I just really did not enjoy it. Personally, um, I wasn't expecting this movie to be anything great. I mean, nobody looks back on the original Space Jam and goes, wow, what a movie. Like, it's, no. it's, a, it's a classic. Don't get me wrong. But it's not time. some spectacular done movie. You know, the acting is not good in that either. You know, it's, it's also ridiculous. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's cute. It's, a, it's enjoyable. So I went into the movie expecting something that would be bad acting and, and almost hilarious at how bad the acting was, which I was right. And then also, also something that was, like, cute and sweet and had, like, a heart of gold. You know, like, like that, and that's kind of what I thought that I that I saw there. Also, I I'm a huge fan of references. First off, Don Cheadle, holy crap, he did a good job. I thought, wow, yeah, Don, totally. Don Cheadle just knocked out of the park. I, mean, I thought he was incredible, for one. Yeah, the monologue you're talking about that LeBron gave to his son was pathetic. It was really really bad. But but the stuff that I liked in this movie were, you know, the opening scene of the movie where it's showing LeBron's career. I'm, a, I'm just like you. I'm a huge LeBron James fan. So watching all the opening thing, highlights of his career and, like, yeah. in order, I thought that was so cool. And then actually getting into the movie, seeing him on screen, I thought it was relatable in a sense. You know, obviously it's hard to relate to, like, millionaires in their mansion. But, like, yeah. um, what was relatable was a son that enjoys playing video games and a father who doesn't see any value in it. So I think that's relatable to a that lot of people. Cool. 
I agree with that. But that was my biggest issue with the movie was that it does that good job of setting that up, but then it forgets what the message is the rest of the movie until the last scene of the movie because they need LeBron to recruit all these people. So we're going to all these different types of movies recruiting the Looney Tunes, and then we just get the basketball game. I just, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't think it was good as the first one. Now, again, as you said, the first one's not a good movie either, but still it had, like, Bill Murray was in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like this, and um, and it was more focused, it was it was weird because I just wanted to see more basketball because when you, the, the ending basketball game just isn't basketball. It's a, It literally is a video game. Yeah, so you, I thought you, they you were just doing their own thing. Like, I thought they, they I just, just weren't I, trying to copy it. You know what I mean? Oh, totally, totally. I just want to see LeBron play a little bit of actual basketball in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I just didn't like it. I know my theater was clapping a lot of the time. There's a cameo in this movie that I really didn't think was funny. Are you I, about the Rick and Morty I mean, cameo? No, no, no. The okay, I'll spoil it. The Michael B. Jordan. Oh yeah, that was cameo. hilarious. Dude, that was so funny. I, I knew it was gonna happen because once they were sending like Michael Jordan, I know doesn't want to be in these movies anymore and, and like was totally I knew it wasn't gonna be him. So I was like, here comes Michael B. and he showed up. My theater light, I just didn't it didn't work. But Ernie it, Johnson cameo, that yeah. the Ernie Johnson cameo. I thought that was great. And Lil, and, and Lil Rel announcing the game. That was funny. Um, but it just, there were so many distracting things going on. I just couldn't get, I just, I wasn't rooting for LeBron in his own movie because he was such a jerk. Yeah, well, that's the kid. point. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. You're supposed to root for the kid. And it, yeah, it's, I, it's supposed to take you out of that. So I don't know. To me, to me, it was like the, the good, a good parallel. Um, which might just disprove my whole argument, but the, the good parallel to me was when they made their new trilogy of Star Wars movies, um, I thought easily the best movie was The Force Awakens. Do you disagree? Yeah, I, I, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's easily the best movie. However, I thought it was the least creative. Like, they literally just copied A New Hope, and they put no original storyline. So I think The Last Jedi, in my personal opinion, is the worst, which I'll have some people disagree with that, but I think it's the worst out of the I trilogy. Disagree. I disagree. But I, disagree. but I do think it's the most cr- creative. I think they, they take the most risks, and they do for the, go for the most yeah. chances. So in a way, I respect them more for that. It doesn't mean it's a better movie, because I, I, I think it's objectively worse. Sure. But, but they try. They try. They don't just copy. Okay, I know this works, so we're just going to reuse it. So to me, if they just had a bunch of basketball scenes, kept the same basketball game, brought stuff over like that, it would have been like a solid movie, but I respect it more for going with all this crazy, wacky CGI, all these references, all this shit's going on. It's not even a real basketball game. It's like a, it's a video game basketball game. Like I respect the fact that they really tried to push all this stuff out there. I like I like your your thinking I like a lot. For me, it didn't feel like references. It just felt like we're just gonna show off all the properties we own. And for me, it just felt like here's an HBO Max commercial is what it felt like to me personally. Watching well, the movie. So what? They made it free. Like, I know, I know, you know I'm like, just saying like, like to me to me it felt people, like they were just showing off like yeah, like they were just showing off their universe and they're kinda just like that's why, we're just having fun. Why, like it felt like it doesn't have to be so structured. It doesn't have to be so regimented totally. it could just be you know screw it like here's batman flying around who cares so that's the difference that's the difference for me though between ralph breaks the internet and this movie is that ralph breaks the internet has references like we go to, to the star wars land right we see characters but they're not actually key pieces to the actual s- story and distracting of what's actually going on with ralph and penelope and what penelope wants to do whatever it's for me. It was way too distracting of the actual story, especially the basketball scene where all these people are dressed up as other people. You're not. You're not even sure if you should be watching the fans to see what characters 
Yeah, I was loving it. I was doing. I was watching both. Yeah, for me it was just too much. It was overload. It was just. I I I loved how I thought they were just going crazy with like. I thought it was just obvious that the people who made this movie were just having fun. Like they were just having fun, and that's cool. Sure. Like I wasn't I wasn't expecting anything much more than that. So if they sold this movie as some really well done, incredible storyline movie, you know, I would have been a little bit like, what the heck? Put put some time, put some more effort into this. But yes. I, I, this movie was sold to me as just having fun, you know, like a, a, a father son right. story in the background, but just having fun. And I I thought that's what it was. So for the people out there, let's give our star rating so you sure. know what people think. So give us out of five stars, what would you give the movie? Or um, a percentage. Like a Ryan Tomatoes percentage. What would you give Right, yeah, so I'll I'll do both. So I'll give it I'll give it like like a three out of five and we'll say we'll say like sixty five percent, seventy percent. Like it, it's it's not bad. I think it bad is starting to get like less than three or like lower than fifty percent. But it's not some great movie, you know. It's it's perfect for what it was trying to do. Okay, um, I gave the movie a one out of five, and I gave it a twenty-five percent. I really did not like this movie. I really did not like this movie, other than Don Cheadle. I, I mean, Saving Grace because he actually made some scenes that are un- unwatchable, watchable because he's over the top, clearly having fun playing his role. Um, but I just, it's not a good movie. Yeah. It just isn't a good movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, with that being said, I do want to jump into some news that I wanted to talk about last podcast, but we yeah. didn't get a chance. Um, so, Lauren, we we had news that the Dexter reboot – come on. Dex- there, there's nothing more important in this world, right, than the Dexter reboot. All I need in life is Dexter. Absolutely. Thank you. You know it. But um, so our news, of course, the Dexter reboot is going to be coming this fall. Uh, it's it's eyeing a November October release. It's nothing confirmed, but that's the speculation. That's good. definitely going to be this year, likely around October November in the you know in the fall. Um, more news. We have uh, some returning characters confirmed. There's a whole slew of cast that is new, brand new cast. But it's also Deb is coming back and Trinity is coming back. Obviously, both those characters are dead. So um, ironically, Dexter killed both of them. So, in a sense, but but so um, they're both coming back, most likely to be ghosts. And we've seen this before to kind of haunt uh, Dexter and, and kind of like you know figments of his mind that kind of remind him about his mistakes. You know, so so what do you think about that? Do you think are you excited for that? You know, do you think that'd be a good or a bad decision? To have Dexter being haunted? Yeah, by Deb and by Trinity and That's stuff like that. That's what we want. That's why we're here. Deb, the actor who's playing Deb, is coming back. To haunt Dexter. That's what we want. We want Ghost Deb. We're here for Ghost Deb. Dexter's character is great because he's so different from you. Like he, but he, you see him evolve, and he's kind of, you know, he becomes more human as he goes through his journey. So I think like, like he's, it's kind of like watching Dante go through like the seven gates of hell, and he's like learning and stuff, and he's so now he's at the point where like. Yes, he needs to like be haunted and like face the things he's done from this new perspective of that he's grown. I, I feel like that almost makes sense, maybe. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think some people are worried. You know, the the biggest concern, the biggest issue with Dexter, of course, was the fact that the show ended without them killing him, which obviously yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't bring it back. They can so, still do that. Right, that, that's their chance. Yeah. That's their chance. You know, Showtime told 
the, uh, the, the, the creators, you cannot kill Dexter. So when the eight season series ended, they couldn't kill him. Um, and everyone was hated this show's finale. It was the, this show's finale was the lowest rated episode of Dexter out of every eight, all eight seasons of, of episodes. The, yeah. It's like 12 episode seasons or hour long episodes or, um, and all eight seasons is the lowest rated episode. So, because they didn't kill him. I mean, obviously, for anyone who is unfamiliar with Dexter, Dexter is a serial killer who goes and only kills bad people. So the argument is he's actually a net positive for the world because mm-hmm. he goes out and he's, he's probably killed hundreds of people who are just rampant murderers that the police couldn't prosecute. Of course, he always he does this by his own brand of justice. Um which you know that which is nothing constitutional and nobody can keep a track of him, but but you know he's arguably not a bad guy, per se, because the people he kills are much worse than him. So you go back and forth, but the audience roots for him, uh, in a weird kind of twisted way. However, you know he does deserve you know he 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 does deserve to uh to be in prison for what he's done. He's a murderer. So um with that being said, you know that's the kind of premise of Dexter. And uh, that's why people were upset they didn't kill him. So the show is now coming back. It looks like they said it's coming back for a limited series. I don't know what that means. Maybe one season. Maybe they're going to kill him at the end of this. Maybe they want to make a season, see how it does, keep going, then kill him later. Not sure. But if he doesn't die at the end of this season or there's not plans for him to die, um, I think everyone's going to be really, really upset. Yeah, so I just – it's – I, I, it's one of my favorite shows. Dexter is probably my favorite show all time. And um, it's in a weird way. I don't want to see him die because I love the show. I want to see more of the show. I, I just want more episodes. Um, but it's probably the best thing for the show. So I don't know, Lauren, do you think do you think that they should kill him off at the end of the season? Do you, do you hope that they yeah. do that? Yeah, but like in a way we don't expect, like, you know, make make it entertaining. Yeah, I agree. Um, or like maybe we get to see the afterworld and like see his so you know when you die you have like those hallucinations that would be cool if we're like in his head when he's dying yeah yeah i think that could definitely be a good good idea for that too um like I, it's abstract like you don't know if he's like in heaven or hell or just like in the fever dream of death like yeah. it could end in that like weird the in the ether i just hope that they do something that's not predictable do something yeah, that's going to keep yeah, me on yeah. my toes. I want my mind to be blown. Yeah. <laughs> Let's I do be it. Blown out of the water like the boat being blown out of the water. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do it. I, I'm right on board with you. Um, but yeah, then uh, outside of outside of our, our TV shows that we've been reviewing, I also, well, I guess I should say this is kind of looped into that. I, I do want to uh, quickly touch on. I don't. I don't. I don't want to necessarily spend too much time on this, but I want to quickly touch on the fact that it is now confirmed that Miss Marvel and Hawkeye, um, the the TV series for those shows, will premiere sometime this year. So you know that is confirmed from Disney. Are uh, these are going to be um, obviously following the other Disney uh, Marvel superhero shows that we've had? You know, like Loki mm-hmm. and Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision. You know, we have What If um, coming soon, and then you know now Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. So these shows will be coming this year. Uh, that's definitely yeah. huge news. I, I know we know that Hawkeye is done filming. Um, and obviously that you have to, you know, finish the finishing touches up on that. And then that should be good to go. But, um, you know, what do you guys think about that? You know, are, is there one show that you're more excited for than the other between Miss Marvel and Hawkeye? 
Hawkeye for me, just to see um, Haley Seinfeld uh, as Kate Bishop and seeing Florence Pugh right back into the action here, really quick. Um, Miss Marvel should be interesting because I actually just had recently rewatched, I actually just rewatched Captain Marvel Tuesday. So um, for my other things, so I had to rewatch it for something, and um, I'm ex- I, I hope they get a different direction. That's what I was kind of excited for. Now going forward with the Captain Marvel character, you know, and the Miss Marvel stuff too, is because um, I liked Captain Marvel much better in Endgame than I did in her own movie. So I'm mean, hopefully with these new creative teams and this new actors playing Miss Marvel, I'm actually excited to see what direction they take that universe in a new direction. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I definitely am going to see both shows. Of course, I mean that's not even a question. But um, yeah. you know, Hawkeye. I probably would be more interested in Hawkeye. I don't know. I could go both ways. On one hand, Hawkeye is a relatively you know he's an he's an established character. So I do want to take this established character and I want to know more about his background. Um, because we've got totally. teased at it and stuff like you know Age of Ultron and stuff like that. So I want to know more about his background. Um. But on the other hand, we've seen him for so long, he's not going to be um, a defining character going forward. I mean, maybe, you know, like the other members of his family, but, but you know, for him, and the Kate Bishop and stuff, but, but, but for him himself, you know, so, but, but outside of that, Miss Marvel is going to be a, a whole brand new character, and I want to see everything she has to offer. I mean, you have this new up-and-coming uh, rise of characters. Obviously, you got, like, Spider-Man, you got She-Hulk, um, you have a Falcon as the new Captain America, you know, you got Miss Marvel now, you know, you, uh, we'll see the new Black Panther, whether that's going to be sure, we'll talk about that, you know, a little bit later, um, you know, stuff like that, we have these new kind of, you know, grouping of heroes that are going to replace the old guard of obviously like, like Thor and Captain America and Iron Man, you know, stuff like that, so, uh, I love. I'd love to get to know these new characters because they're going to define our, our uh, cinematic universe for a while. So I guess I go back and forth on which one I'm more interested in. Um, mm-hmm. Probably at this it's point, probably Hawkeye. All, but it's exciting that they're all coming out. Like, what if is like two or three weeks away already, and Shang Chi comes out September. 4th. I mean, this is like crazy right now. Yeah, yeah, Marvel wise, really is. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, so I, I did want to have a little bit of a shorter episode today. So I think we are going to cap it off soon here. Um, yeah. I, I, Max, I did want to give you a couple minutes. If you, I know that you saw the movie that just as the time of our, us recording this, it just came out yesterday. Uh, Snake Eyes. Today, officially. Yeah, oh, today. Officially today. So, so yeah. um, I know you saw that. So you can go ahead and um, tell us what you thought. Yeah. Last night I saw it Thursday night screening of it in IMAX. So um, I was actually pretty excited for this movie. I know that the G.I.G., uh, the first two G.I. Joe movies, they're awful movies. And there's a reason why they're doing a reboot. And I like the idea of Snake Eyes having an origin story. If you know Snake Eyes from the animated series or the action figure or the two other movies, he's a character that is in this outfit, never talks, you never see his face. So it's a little different, obviously, because Henry Golding, Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians and... um, and from the gentleman in Last Christmas, he's the main character here, Snake Eyes, who is a, a drifter. His father was killed as a child in front of him, and he wants revenge on his killer. But he ends up finding himself in the big, uh, trying to fit, fit his way into the biggest clan in Japan. And there's stuff clashing if he should stay with Japan 
and try to be in his clan or uh, with his friend Tommy, Storm Shadow, or go after his killer. Um, that's not the premise of the movie. Um, I feel like this is going to be one of the more forgettable action movies of the entire year. It's not awful, but it's not good either. Um, I found this to be a straight down the middle average type of movie. I thought Henry Golding was fantastic as Snake Eyes. Um, I thought the whole cast was really good. I think his name is Andrew Koji, who plays the other main character, Tommy, who is Storm Shadow. Um, they have a great dynamic together. Um, Samara Weaving, who's one of my favorite working actresses, she she plays Scarlet. She's in barely in the movie. Um, and the film looks beautiful. The whole movie looks on location in Japan. Um, it's really nice to look at. But while the action is well choreographed and all the different types of stuff, there's so much shaky cam going on that you just can't see what the hell is going on half the time in the movie. And um, it was actually kind of dizzying at one scene. I couldn't, I had to like turn away because it was, it was so much shaky cam that you just don't know what, what is going on in some of these action scenes. So, and I thought the story, the first act was really good. The second act was all right. I was kind of, it was watchable. And for me, the third act tanked, in my opinion. The ending of the movie tanked. Um, people team up with people who they shouldn't be teaming up with, especially with terrorists. Um, and Snake Eyes is, is an unlikable character that the movie wants you to, to root for. And he's a, he's a big jerk throughout the entire movie. And you're feeling bad for Storm Shadow, who you know is a villain in the future movies. So... There's also a mid-credit scene. They have to uh, like two two seconds after the movie's over. It's like a mid-credit scene, but for me, it's just a bit disappointing. It should have been the the direction of the movie was not very good, but they had all the pieces there for this to be a better movie. But for me, it was just I gave it a two point five out of five for me. Uh, that's my review of Snake Eyes. Yeah, coming out today. Well, thank you for that review. Um, I definitely, I want to let everybody know um, as we're wrapping up here, you know, we're next episode, we're definitely going to be talking about, um, you know, all of uh, following up on all our episodes. So we're talking about more Rick and Morty. We'll talk about more um, Gossip Girl, of course. <laughs> we're talking about more Bad Batch, all that stuff, all our new movies. And of course, in the next weeks to come, we're going to talk about the What If series. So with that being said, I'm going to stop it all here. Thank you guys for watching, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace.